Hello and welcome to the Invisible Oranges podcast. I am John Rosenthal, one of the two editors-in-chief here at Invisible Oranges. I'm here with my co-host, Ted Newble. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And uh, today we are joined with co-host, the intrepid, the one and only Captain Carbon. Am I the one and only? Oh, hello. I, uh, I'm i Captain. Uh, people call me Cap. You can call me whatever you would like to, and I will respond. And uh, today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have Dungeon Synth artist and YouTuber Vela Strauss. We have Min. Uh, you could just say Dungeon Synth artist. I barely post on that fucking channel anyways. Can I swear? <laughs> I should have asked yes. that before. Swearing okay, totally good. Fine. Okay, good, good. You could just say artist. <laughs> artist and semi-retired shit poster, Min. <laughs> Listen, I was watching your YouTube channel before, 15 minutes before this, and I'm like, I have so many questions about all of your stuff. So <laughs> I did not know that it would that existed. Uh so I uh, like a new like like this like veil has kind of like opened up for me. So like I, I have I have I have many questions for you. A, a new veil has opened, eh? I see that. Ah, uh, 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 say I planned that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, hi. Well, shoot, Captain, fire away, do it. Yeah. Oh, um, I was actually just joking about all of the questions that I had. I actually. Don't oh, thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, I don't want to answer any of no, that no, no, no. shit. So actually, I do have one that's kind of related to your uh, to your YouTube channel, but um, because I did know your dungeon synth work, but I did not know your broken transmission work as mint as uh, minty nine. Um, and I just found that out uh, through rate your music as well too. So I was listening to your um, I I do not know the name of it. I actually have this up right here. Oh, there it is. Sponsored Athletics, a 2014 uh, uh, album that is just, what is it? Uh, sports transmissions, sort of kind of like mixed with like ambient drone. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Sponsored oh, Athletics. Okay. All right. So um, that's your most popular album on Break Your Music, by the way. And that's the reason that I checked it out as well, too. Yeah, so that's a long fucking story. But back in 2014 on the 4chan board, uh, the music board, they made this weird thread of like bullshit music genres, like hypothetical music genres. And one of the uh, prompt posts on that thread was um, like... Well, yes, yeah, sports wave. It ended, up, it ended up becoming sports wave, but I think the general uh, idea of it was um, uh, sports like audio clips intersp- interspliced with like ambient music and and uh, and nature sounds. So it was this weird like combination of all this stuff. And so I I had uh, decided, yeah, fuck it. I'll just release some bullshit album. And a lot of it was just weird, like, slowed-down, obscure video game songs that I don't even fucking remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, like, all, like, layered over, like, reverbed broadcasts of, like, old NFL games. And then the last song is, like, a, a 12 to 15-minute long song of a local uh, radio sports DJ named Chad Dukes and going off a rant about the one time the Washington professional football team lost to the Philadelphia Eagles like 59 to 28 on a Monday night football game. And he ha- he goes on this gigantic long tangent rant. And I was like, I'm going to put like a, like a somewhat slowed down version of a sun song and like thunder and lightning samples 
over this over this rant see if that does anything and people and it's pretty funny for the most part but yeah that that album became the unofficial first sports wave album uh there are much better ones there was some guy made uh, like a 20 minute long uh sports wave song where it's like chael sonnen interviews the mma fighter guy and it's just that, along with foresty stuff in the background, some ambient music spliced in the background, it's it was a th- it lasted that that micro genre lasted for like three days and then it it disappeared forever. <laughs> I I appreciate it. I uh, because like a lot. I mean, like it's classified under broken transmission, which is sort of kind of a genre. Like I really enjoy like outsider slash like non-music kind of like genres and everything so it's classified as that but i but sports play specifically i am glad that i uh heard like the innovating and uh uh like the most important album in that genre so that's <laughs> at least what i will tell people i i don't know if it's that important <laughs> no nope, it is it is it is it is if we make it important okay yeah i that's right, everyone. You're you're everyone listening to this podcast. I am a a genre defining musician. I hope everyone knows that. <laughs> no, that was uh again, that was a weird thing that I made in like two hours. Just posted that on 4chan many moons ago, and then it became this weird thing. And I'm kind of glad that it gets brought up every once in a while. Some guy made like a like a video essay about like. The 30 micro genres spawned by 4chan, and and someone linked that video to me, and it's like, oh my god, this motherfucker's talking about the fucking sports wave album I made when I was when I when I was a teenager in a, in a video essay. This this is this is weird. This is wrong. Now to bring it back to Dungeons and then uh, just because I I know a little bit more, you were making that before you were making Dungeons and. I was making that type of music before I was making Dungeon Synth. I didn't start really messing around with Dungeon Synth until I would say 20, oh god, 2016 or 2015. Yep. I think it's 2016. 2016 was like the first Vela Straz albums. That's when they came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then I it, it was it was this kind of strange time, so to speak, with Dungeon Synth music cuz it was kind of there, but not really there. The only two, like, bigger... Like, the two, only really two big artists that were getting a lot of attention were, like, Erang and Lord Leviticus. And that was... That was kind of it for the most part. That From what I remembered, anyways, getting mm-hmm. into in that community and scene. And uh, was it those two that sort of kind of, like... I mean, like, what was the first dungeon synth that you heard? The first Dungeon Synth record I heard was, uh, well, it, it, it was it was the early Mortis records, and I I thought they were boring, <laughs> which is weird. It's weird. Like, yeah, Mortis I tried and I didn't get into, and then Depressive Silence I tried I couldn't get into, um, and it wasn't until I found Trollman of Iltopberg, and I was like, oh, this shit rules. I love this. I love. <laughs> Like Forest of Doom and Dark uh, and Dark Clouds, Black in the Sky on the Eve of the Thousand Sacrifice are like two amazing fucking albums. For and it's it was just like minimalist drone metal dungeon synth, and I love talking about Trauma of Yotapur. Anytime people ask me what what's the first act that really got you in the dungeon synth, it's always them, and I always name drop them. 
I, I love her work in Bong as well. Uh, the, the metal album, uh, Manayud Sushai, I think is how you pronounce it. That album's re- really got me into, into a lot of her stuff after Trollman. She's an amazing musician, and I, uh, I, I always credit her as a huge influence on, on my stuff. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where it all started. But Very cool. Uh, yeah. Now you were listening to all of this and you were kind of like discovering all this like in like around like the same time like 2016 and, and, and things like that. You weren't you weren't listening to Depressive Silence when it was coming out in like the 90s were you on tape? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, when when Depressive Silence uh, released Morning, I was still a, a, a piece of sperm in my dad's ball sack. So yep. I, I I I was not I was not listening to that type of music. <laughs> I, I always joke about uh, types of music uh, and like, I'm like, well, like, even if I was like purchasing like music and like consuming music at the time, like, I probably wouldn't be cool enough to listen to this. And that's what I kind of like think about, like, with like all this like 90s kind of like dungeon synth and, and, and everything. I'm like, even if I was like of the age of to consume music. I would be way too dorky to even know about this type of stuff. So I am glad that the internet exists to allow me to finally, like, go back to different decades of music and listen to, like, the cool music from that era. Yeah, no, the internet's a huge fucking player in, in all of this, in, in the grand scheme of things, which is, thank goodness for that. We wouldn't be able to find any of these, these, I wouldn't say lost tapes. I guess, like, undiscovered pieces of ambient music and like just kind of kind of laying somewhere in someone's basement around 2016 was around the same time that secret stairways uh was kind of like rediscovered and like put on the dungeon synth archives channel and now matthew davis's music is everywhere it's hugely influential to a lot of people like new to the scene and which is like super super insane to see so yeah. yeah, and like other artists like Jim Kirkwood as well too. Like outside mm. of people that listen to new age or like fantasy ambient like in the 90s like it wouldn't it like it wouldn't be discovered and if it wasn't for the internet. And let's be honest, like we wouldn't be talking to each other if it was not for this like niche genre that we all listen and participate in and for some yeah. reason we have come together as a community. So I very much like appreciate the internet and also those weird micro genres that you're kind of like talking about, even though that sports wave seems kind of like, kind of like silly, kind of like in hindsight, it still like existed for like a little bit and you making something, you sort of kind of like willed it into existence. Um, yeah, it's just this, uh, it's weird. The inter- The internet age of creativity in and of itself is such a fascinating thing to kind of witness. I mean, more, more, more or less, I guess, coming from me because I was raised on the internet. So, seeing, seeing how people go about with things and creating new sounds or, or revisiting sounds that aren't as explored, so to speak, which is basically why Dungeon Synth ended up blowing up like around the late 2010s or so, um, is really fascinating to see. Now, would you say that it blew up? Like, please define the parameters for blowing up. I think, I think when Bandcamp first released that article, I want to say twenty seventeen. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it was twenty seventeen or twenty twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, I I definitely remember 
people talking about they're like it's over it's over for dungeon sin <laughs> like yeah it's <laughs> it's over that too oh god yeah the community was like losing their fucking minds when that article came out it was like oh no what do we do our precious underground genre oh and it's like I don't know. Uh, according to them, Dungeon Synth has been dead for the past, like, six years. So just, I, It just keeps dying over it, and over again. It, it keeps dying. The, the more and more people listen to this music, the more and more it keeps on dying. So. And do you know when it died again? It died with Comfy Synth as well, too. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, it, was, it was the Bandcamp article about uh, Dungeon Synth, and then it was the second Bandcamp article about Dungeon Synth, and then it was the Bandcamp article about Comfy Synth. So I, I very much look forward to the fourth or fifth <laughs> death of Dungeon Synth. <laughs> the fourth death of Dungeon Synth sounds like the You greatest. forgot the, uh, the Grammys article about Dungeon Synth, too. Oh, and then uh, Anthony Fontano, I believe, was talking about uh, uh, a comfy synth as well, too. I think that I heard that maybe from John as well, too. So, Oh, God. Yeah, I saw that literally. La- wasn't that like last week? That he- okay. For, for, uh, yeah, for, anyone, for anyone listening to this, it's uh, March 21. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but it is March 21. And Anthony Fantano last week tweeted about comfy synth which is a very funny thing and also i'm very glad that i'm not as active in like the internet community of dungeon synth because i know they probably would have lost their shit (laughs) over over the idea of someone as popular as fantano tweeting about something adjacent to dungeon synth so that was what the sixth time that they've died now the fifth and then oh going back to, going back to that Grammys article, it's really weird because uh who wrote that? Morgan Enos? Morgan I mean, Enos, yeah. Yeah. And like he I don't know, the way that he kinda like and and it's something that I talked about with a couple other Dungeons and friends of mine, is that he kinda like uh focused more on people like dun people's reactions towards comfy synth. And like like Mortis was reacting to dinosaur synth, and it's like I, like what it was it was weird it was kind of like painted as like a like a giant like farce and a joke to like to like egg on these dungeon synth artists and it's like come on man that's like you, you, come on give these people like a platform to like really like share the sincerity of their music not to knock on that article or anything it's just like there were just implement like parts of it where it's just like you're 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 making this you're making this like too silly. <laughs> and to be fair, there are silly things, but I I remember even on like Reddit someone posted um a video I believe of like all the different genres of um dungeon synth and there was like 30 of them and like really like only like 5 of them actually like existed. There was like things like uh like pirate synth which like a kind of like i can kind of see but then there was like ogre synth troll synth there's like a lot of like overlaps uh and like i'm like okay i get it there are like a lot of like subgenres that do have kind of like funny names uh and everything but like unless there's like i would say like five people or like unless like there's like a necessity for like a genre like really like i mean like dinosaur synth like uh is is occupied by like one 
maybe two. I apologize if I am missing like kind of like a couple. I will amend my statement and I will write an article about dinosaur synth uh, once I once I find more of it. That's so. that's the, that's the seventh death of dungeon synth no! right there. When you when you write about <laughs> dinosaur synth on invisible Origins. album. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call that column "Dinosaur Synth, Synth Digest" and just put it out without any reference to the fact that. Yes, yeah, like I'll just like, change. <laughs> Dino Synth Digest. Oh. It's sort of like in a sitcom when like um, uh, an actor gets replaced, but no one uh, uh, makes notice of it, or like no one like uh, uh, announces it. <laughs> like they're just like, "Oh, well, this is it right now." So DSD Dino Synth Digest from now on. Just and just just to piss pe- just to piss people off, you just throw in like just non dinosaur dungeon synth albums. <laughs> just just to throw everyone off. It's like this this is Dino Synth. This is- you don't make the rules I do. This is Dino Synth. Well, technically not Dino Synth, and then just go on. Just like start off every uh, entry like that. Yeah. <laughs> not Dino Synth. But... <laughs> It reminds me of like every metal, like every kind of like big article about like metal, like or like talking about like a genre. It's always like corner cases and things like that. It's I mean, I don't I don't know what the hell is up with the 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 50 other subgenres. There's still people who have, who, who get really like uh, finicky when you even just call it dungeon synths or like dark dungeon music or just dark ambient music. So I'm, I don't I don't even know what's going on with with the new subgenres of dungeon synth. So I'm just going to call it dungeon synth to keep, to 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 keep a simple palette of things. Maybe well, maybe maybe throw in a little bit of comfy synth here and there. No, and like coming from like uh like being on the internet with like Reddit and like metal, uh the genres like like the genres things like if it makes sense for people to use it then it makes sense for people to use it. Like, I don't need a separate genre for pirate synth because there's only, like, one or two bands that are actually, like, doing it. But, like, things like comfy synth or things like forest synth or uh, field recordings or things like that, drone makes sense, like, things like that. But to someone else that, like, maybe only has, like, depressive silence or, like, mortis, like, they don't need to know all the other genres. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. But that also doesn't mean that they need to use it as well, too. It's the same thing with, like, black or death metal or doom metal. Like, if you only have, like, Judas Priest uh, or, like, you have Metallica, like, you don't need to know, like, the difference between black death and death black. Like, but but for, like, other people, like, you may need to know that because, like, you may listen to uh, different stuff and you may want to use those genres to find different things. I mean, I wouldn't fu- like I wouldn't have found like all of the comfy synth that I did find if it wasn't for the genre. And Bandcamp is actually amazing at that, like because you can sort by like tags and you can just go like exploring. Um, I do like it when I click on something and their tag is only populated by them. So that's a big win whenever I find that. So like it's just them doing it. So they are trailblazers. Not to not to keep on talking about comfy synth, but I'm just still shocked at how. Sorry, how, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just surprised like how huge it it had gotten to to its point because it's like you know Grandma's Cottage that came out and everyone was like oh well, this is pretty this is pretty cool and then no one else really thought about it but it just kept on popping up over and over and over again to the point where it made so many people angry 
And I think yeah. I think that negative reaction kind of helped promote the genre too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's actually, like, I mean, before that though, in 2017 on the forums, people were talking about and like kind of like floating around the idea of like idyllic synth. And this is just like forum talk. They're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like you had like soft melodies to counteract kind of like all the uh, epic and kind of uh, dark uh, sounds of kind of like Mortis and like things that were popular at the time, like Murgrind and things like that. So people brought up there like, what about like things that sound like Fief or like things like that? And there was well, also Chronicles of Jest as well, too, that was kind of floated. It wasn't until 2020 that Grandma's Cottage and like things like that, someone coined the term and I forget who coined it. I think I wrote about it, but I I have to I have to check my Dungeons and notes. I think one of the first albums that really kind of solidified that before Grandma's Cottage was uh that one Earth and Cloak album. The, I I can never remember the damn name of the album, but the cover is is ingrained in my head where it's like a little tiny gnome kind of like T posing in front of a okay commune of the gnomes in front of a crying bear back in like 2018 i i am looking at this album cover the way that you described it was a gnome t-posing in front of something and i'm looking at it i'm like that's exactly what it is (laughs) that's exactly what it is yo it's perfectly (laughs) yeah that 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 bear is really really sad that that gnome's t-posing on him like But no, that was that was I think one of the first albums that really kind of kind of put it in there. And now I'm looking it up on RYM now, and it's like they even changed it to Comfy Synth, which is like, huh? I guess I I guess they've already changed that because it used to be just a Dungeon Synth album, and I knew I knew I wasn't a big fan of it uh, when. <laughs> There was a immediately, lot of, yeah. When Comfy Synth came out in two thousand twenty, like two thousand twenty, there was some internet revisionism that kind of like went back there, like like all this like kind of like early stuff. Um, they kind of like was like some of them kind of like went back there, like oh, and it's also Comfy Synth because you can't. I mean, like you can change your Bandcamp tag to yeah. like whatever that you want, and there's no sort of kind of like footprints for that, which is fine. Like I mean, like no one. No one claims to or wants to be like the the first comfy synth. I I just find it interesting that a lot of it came out uh, in 2020 when a lot of people were at home as well too. I like to think about it that uh, that way that a global pandemic sort of kind of uh, spawned uh, comfy synth because everyone was at home uh, and one person decided to make like 20 different albums uh, under different names. So, <laughs> oh man. This, I'm, I'm, again, I'm kind of glad that it's, it, it's nice to see, um, the genre blow up now, now that I'm, like, away from how, how, like, oddly toxic a lot of that community was, in terms of, like, the reception to all those albums, and all, like, all that music in general. It's, like, now it's just, like, oh, it's just, it's just nice ambient music. Well, like, I mean, going back to it, you were talking about sort of kind of like the Bandcamp article uh, that kind of like came out uh, at the time. So like at the time, I like the community was very funny in the fact that and I and I made mention of it before that this is like an, this is like a genre of music. But instead of like 15 years of people getting upset and things like that, it's happening within like 15 months of each other because like things because things on the internet just move so much quicker 
So yeah. like feuds happen, people get kind of like upset, genres uh, evolve. But what would take like decades uh, to happen or like years to happen, it happens within like months because uh, people hear things quicker. People respond to things quicker. And just like uh, what I was talking about, like the kind of like the forums as well, too. People just sat around and talked about Dunstan's and just like this genre of music. And they kind of like were very granular about this type of like music and this type of like sound. So they're like, well, what well, what if we did this? What if we did this? Um, and it's kind of like very interesting, like how quickly things uh, kind of like moved. And at one point, I'm like, wow, like I, I will see the death of this genre. Um, but that was many years ago. And I mean, we are, what is it? The 21st of March, 2023. I'm still talking about this genre. So uh, we did not, I don't think that it died. Or it died five times. You know what? Like, I, who, who am I to say whether or not Dungeons and is dead? It's, I, I, I've, been, I've been banking on its death for like the better I part of like three, three to four. Yeah, no, I got money in Vegas right now banking on the fucking death of, of Dungeon Synth. I've, I've been strangest, <laughs> the strangest bookie, the one bookie <laughs> that that takes uh, bets on uh, micro genres and their death. Put put give me give me two hundred on Dungeon Synth. I have a yeah. I have a bet on Slush Wave whether or not it's going to be a genre that and Solar Punk. Wait, what? Look, I. <laughs> so there's like weird aesthetic genres that like uh like are a part or like that are like either like just like ideas sometimes they have like music on it like there's like one that's solar punk but and it was like a positive spin like so it's kind of like utopia it's like after a dystopia and like things sort of kind of like regrowing due to green energy um but they try to kind of like tie it to music and it's always like kind of like far reaching uh and everything and mostly it's just a kind of like a visual um uh genre flesh wave is sort of kind of like vapor wave adjacent um, I don't know too much about vaporwave, so don't ask me. I haven't written an article about it yet. I, I, I made a lot. I made a lot of money from the death of Ocean Grunge. Was is that what it's called? What was it C? C was like C punk. It's like C punk, yeah, and then Flesh yeah. is, is is related to C punk. I remember that, uh, and also Witch House. Um, uh, I I saw come and go. And like I made mention too, I'm like, it's because they use triangles in their names. Like no one can search like like any of this music up. Like they they want to die. So that was an easy bet for me. Oh, I, I don't know why, but what what broke me was was slush wave is related to C punk. I don't know why that's such an absurd thing to say. Listen, <laughs> but it's so ridiculously so, funny to say. To the one person out there that's listening <laughs> that like knows that like I'm probably full of shit, please don't say anything. Just let me have this for like for like one time. All right. Like it's all I have in the life. All right. Oh man, Cap yo, Cap, you sound like a fucking schizo right now, dude. Like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Listen. I, I've just been painting myself in a corner for many, many years. All right, I've just been uh, waiting to like, like to be found out. Oh my god! It all started uh, with dungeon synth. It all started with dungeon synth. <laughs> the 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 micro genre that won't fucking die. Oh, dungeon synth. Well, that and vaporwave technically. Vaporwave is the dungeon synth of. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to go there. That would cause more discourse. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> we're about to cause the eighth death of dungeon synth. I hear live on this podcast. Oh, God, that 2017 article broke everyone, and then 
yeah, the, the more and more attention it got, even outside of articles, whether it be like YouTube videos talking about the subject, people got so fucking defensive about it. And it's like, I, it's, honestly, it was beneficial for me because no one really knew who the fuck I was in 2016. And so having more more ears listen to you know to this to this genre of music and i ended up getting you know more people to listen to to me as well and as well as a lot of other musicians it was like this weird like trickle down effect of of fans so it, it was beneficial for for a lot of us for sure but i think for the 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 some of the few the elitist few it was a giant headache and they were afraid that they'll lose their underground cred. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what it really felt like around 2017. So yeah. <laughs> there was like in the mid 2000s there was this kind of like discussion on what it should be and what it shouldn't be. I remember when people were kind of like very upset about this like project that uh uh, someone was kind of trying to organize that uh, everyone used um, uh, toy instruments to make an album. Um, and people were kind of like very upset because there was like a pejorative going around called Fungin Synth. I, 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 I want to butt in, I want to butt no, in real quick. No, butt in because you don't know, oh my goodness, I don't want to talk about that album. I, I want to butt funny. in real quick because I am on that compilation okay. album of, of artists using toy instruments. It was, <laughs> it was, the, okay, I think it was the Green Goblet. I didn't want to, like, It was the Green it. Goblet! I didn't yeah. want to name it too perfectly or, like, or, like, too, or like, kind of, like, by name because I'm, like, this is this is very this is very kind of like in the weeds so like i'm not gonna but yes okay i it's, definitely do remember people being very upset and i was completely in favor of it because i'm like this is funny this is it, this is people just having fun like and this is all that it is <laughs> i had no idea people were upset about that compilation album i just saw a bunch of people being like oh let's use toy instruments i'm like bet I'm going to record a 45-second song using a Fisher-Price piano, and I did it, and it's on the album. Like, goddamn, I, I had no idea there was, like, backlash and fallout, but at the same time, I'm not fucking surprised. No one, nobody likes fun. <laughs> and I think that it was, it was around this, and this is what I was talking about, sort of kind of like with the, with sort of kind of like the growing pains of genres, because you have a genre... And then almost immediately you have people saying, well, what else can we do? How can we break this? Um, and usually like uh, you, you have like people taking like years, kind of like things to do that. But like almost immediately, like you have like dungeon noise and you have kind of like things like that. You have like uh, people trying to kind of like take it and be like, what else can I do with this? And it's sort of kind of like, it goes in the face of people that kind of like try to uh, plant themselves as kind of like understanding and, and being like, this is, this is, this is what it should be like. And mm -hmm. you should come to me uh, as sort of kind of like an authority. So the people that kind of like put themselves in kind of like positions of authority, they're like, this is, this is Dungeon Synth. This is like what it should sound like. Everything else does not sound like it. But then there are like other people that just sort of kind of like pushed the genre. And it was interesting. And I believe that. We've been doing this for like over ten years of just like constant experimentation, and again, oh, and and I know that we joke about like it being like like dying, like five deaths and everything, but 
I mean, it's still going on. And like, even like with the tweets that you were talking about and the articles, like that's, the, I mean, like people were upset about a Bandcamp article. Like the Grammy article was definitely like more success and everything. So I, I look forward to the next 10 years of it. Yeah. Same here. I'm looking forward to the next 10 years of a, of a community and a scene that is continually and continually growing. And, and, you know, right now we're witnessing it to like, Today, there's literally two festivals of Dungeon Synth happening next month. Again, right now, just want to remind everyone: today is March twenty first, <laughs> and uh, in in ten days, there's going to be Northeast Dungeon Siege in Worcester, Massachusetts. I hope I pronounced that right. If Worcester. you're from New England, do not Worcester. kill me. Worcester, Worcester, Worcester. I was Worcester, 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 Worcester. Uh, from from someone that uh, lives up there, I was reminded of that because I'm like I'm going up to Worcester uh, next month uh, <laughs> for for a festival. They're like they looked at me. I'm like, all right. I apologize that I mispronounced that. No, when I I made the first uh, promo for uh, for the 2019 uh, Dungeon Siege, and I pronounced it in the video Worcester, Massachusetts, and like <laughs> it's like oh, I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know this place. I, I've never been to Massachusetts before. But when, when before before that, <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, but you know, going back to my point, you know, there's a festival coming up there in uh, you know in Massachusetts, and then there's a festival happening in Europe in that same month with all these acts playing, all these and like they're like packed. I mean, fucking Northeast Dungeon Siege is sold out with weekend passes, and it's like this. This is going to either keep growing or like die down by 2029 but in the for, for the Wait, most so 2029 part, okay so 2029 yeah, so I'm, I'm putting 200 okay okay that's my bet okay I, I put 300 on 2029 so hopefully vegas gives me my money but uh i don't know i i guess we'll just have to see but for the most part all those people saying that dungeon synth is dead just keep on you know taking owls uh, because it's it's continually growing to the point where people are actively going out of their way to go to dedicated festivals, it, it, like in in <laughs> up up in New England, just to see all these acts, up to just to see all these bands. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's it's honestly really great to see, and I can't wait to see you know more of it to come. So yeah, I I want to advertise Northeast Dungeon Siege, but by the time that this episode comes out, I might have already played. So you can um, act like uh, yeah, you can act like so you've yeah. already been there, and and you're so, like, hey, yeah. it was great. So yeah, uh, just letting you guys know, uh, set went really well. Things it was went amazing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, now there may have been a couple of deaths. I had no idea that the sword was real, so I do apologize for that. Um, please do not. <laughs> Everyone signed a waiver before getting into the venue, so you know, no lawsuit. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> but no, uh, I I am definitely uh, looking forward to this. And again, like it's 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 coming out like after like uh, kind of like the kind of like the entire thing is is over. But when I tell people that I know in real life, I'm like, well, I'm going to go up to this like show for a genre that usually doesn't play live ever but now they are like it's just very very surreal like i like in all my years like i'm like oh i want to see like live dungeon synth like i think that like it would be cool and like there's 
there was like kind of like a couple of of them kind of like throughout the years but this is like a festival i mean like northeast dungeon siege was like a big festival and i believe that uh out of all of the ones in the 2021 i believe that your video was the most fun and the and the most things that i i sent to everybody so i very very much appreciate your set i was watching it actually before we were getting on i'm like Hopefully they don't ask me about this. Like I need to like uh, I need to do my homework. I need to watch this again because it's wonderful. Oh, oh man. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was I knew that the streaming thing for me, I can't like regularly do it. So I was when when I told them like, hey, I want to do something for the 2021 Dungeon Siege, they were like, uh sure, yeah. Uh, you know, go for something. I was like, all right, well, this is a one-time thing. I went all out as much as I can. I got my friends to um, uh, take uh, use a part of like their basement and green screen the fuck out of their basement so I can have like an entire green screen <laughs> green screen stage. I asked a couple of my friends to to be um, backing musicians. Um, the green screen was just used from like various random video game footage that my friend G ended up uh, kind of bringing on board. I literally went into my old World of Warcraft account just to film green screen footage and send it over to him just so we could get all that going. And then there's a very infamous uh, cameo in the middle of my set. Um, unfortunately, for my upcoming set uh, in 2023's Dungeon Siege, I will not be bringing in Tony Hawk. Uh, he's un unavailable. Um, so I do apologize for, for anyone that was looking forward to Tony Hawk. Um, I, but that was on, disappointed. <laughs> the fact that you got Tony Hawk to say dungeon synth is just the, 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 fa the fact that Tony Hawk pronounced my name, right. When most people who are really into dungeon synth do cannot pronounce Vela straws, right. Is like one of the most surprising things. So thank you, Tony Hawk. But yeah, I, when when we were like brainstorming for like uh, be before getting uh, everything together, I specifically mentioned I want Tony Hawk because I think it'd be really funny if Tony Hawk of all people said Dungeon Synth. I think it's the it's it's so ridiculous. And I was banking, I was really banking on him to go off the script and say. I don't know what the hell Dungeon Synth is, and he says it, and it's like, oh, thank God, because that's. That is the normal reaction if you go up to someone, like, on the street and ask them, what's your favorite Dungeon Synth album? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's Dungeon Synth? So, I'm very yeah. happy. No, <laughs> but I, that I also want to ask, too, how did that come about? And I apologize if you've uh, uh, kind of, like, went over this before. Did you just see him in the airport, or did you or did you have him on, like, your phone, and you're like, I need to call up Tony and, like, just ask him about this? <laughs> Yeah, I have I have Tony on speed dial. Cool. Uh, no, I, I'm going to make that speed dial joke where I'm like, does that exist anymore? Okay, I anyway. don't even know if it does. Uh, oh, it was a it was a cameo. Uh, the 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 little uh, uh, service cameo where you can like oh my goodness, you can like do pay that. right. You, you could yeah, you could like pay like celebrities to say a bunch of random shit. Um, my friend Belamy did that for 2021. They used they were originally going to get Gilbert Gottfried and then when we were like looking at stuff it's like we were kind of disappointed at Gilbert Gottfried so they got uh Wes Johnson instead Wes Johnson who's the voice actor for like the Oblivion Guards and Elder Scrolls Oblivion Sheograth, all those guys um 
and so he you know, they, they were able to do that um and then when when they were, when they told me that I was like motherfucker I also got a cameo I it was like two hundred dollars to get Tony Hawk to say Dungeon Synth and honestly it was two hundred dollars I think the happiest I've ever spent two hundred dollars on anything on I will say also uh, your cameo probably and him saying that probably blew Dungeon Synth up so. That was the sixth death. Uh, the sixth and, death of Dungeon Sin. And it was all by your hand. Oh, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that I've killed Dungeon Sin probably multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Uh, but, you know, Northeast Dungeon Siege, I think, is a great example, too, uh, on kind of the gradual, on, like, the, the gradual growth of Dungeon Synth as a whole. Because it started, uh, I would say, 2018 or so, and it was, like, in, in a basement. And it was, like, th- like three to four artists. It was uh, Somber Arcane, mm-hmm. uh, Tyrannus, which I, I think they go by uh, Phantom Spire now. I think they stopped with the Tyrannus stuff. Uh, Nahadoth, which is, like, one of the 50,000 projects that Adam Matlock does, that talented dude. And then uh, uh, Rancier as well. I think it was really just this, like, handful of musicians that did stuff and then 2019, they just like, let's just invite everyone. And then they get Mortis on board. It was like this whole thing. It was like a huge coming out party for Dungeon Synth. And it was like really, really amazing to see and witness. And then um, 2020, the, the plague hits. And then, <laughs> and then 2020, everything got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely remember that point, uh, and because um, like I, I saw like kind of like that happening, because like all the bands that you're kind of like mentioning too, like they were sort of kind of like they were also like on the forums as well too. I think that like everyone that you mentioned, I'm like I think that I've like interacted with like a lot of them like doing like compilations and things like that and everything. So like they were like very like active like kind of like in the community. So like it was it was interesting to see, and then it was twenty and then 2020 happened. But I mean like 2021 like. Even though, even though they did sort of kind of like that live stream, and I don't know whether or not the the what is it the skirmishes happened because of uh, kind of like the twenty twenty uh, stuff and everything, but I mean, like even your video and everything, it was interesting to watch. I mean, I I, I enjoy watching Dungeon Smith, uh, but I mean, let's be honest, it's not like a very active sort of kind of like performance uh, and everything. So seeing kind of like that green screen, like it gave it sort of uh, this kind of like charm and kind of like talent uh, and everything. And it was just like fascinating to watch. Like, I I mean, I actually like watched like when kind of like more of these kind of like performances and everything. And I love seeing everyone set up. Like, I love seeing their their living rooms. I love seeing like kind of like what they do because... I mean, some people were very like elaborate with their setups, and other people were like, "I am just going to turn on the camera and I am going to play in my living room." And there is something kind of like very like intimate and kind of like charming about that because I just love looking around the rooms and just like looking at like all of their kind of like setup and everything. There was like some like you can definitely see like behind, like it was just like their living room that they put a curtain up and everything. So I appreciated everything. Yeah. Um. You know, 2020, I think it was, like, all live stream. And I think uh, moving away from live streaming to just... Let's just have artists pre-record stuff. 
really, really helped out during that streaming era of like the skirmishes and 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 those two sieges, um, and you know, and yeah, going back to twenty twenty one, like the day that I performed, it was it was nuts. Um, uh, so before me, uh, there was a couple of artists. There was one one motherfucker who had like a theremin and a baby's head. And then the next person after that was, uh, I think, uh, one of Evergreen's uh, projects, uh, Humphidius. Hideous Gumphidius. Yeah, Hideous Gumphidius. And it's like them with a bunch of mushrooms and shit. It's like, what's going on here? Orber the Moons is playing. All their visuals are all trippy. I got the green screen and Tony Hawk thing going on. After me is Fenwalker. And Fenwalker's got like flames and shit everywhere. I'm like, what's it's happening? Incredible. And then it like it scales up, and the artist after Fenwalker is Old Sad Ghost, and it's just Philippe, like uh, with a beer and a tiny Casio, and that's it. And it's just like I, I thought that was the coolest shit. Everyone's doing like something insanely over the top, and here comes Old Sad Ghost, beer in hand, and little Casio just playing around with shit. It's like that's awesome. That's that's so cool. <laughs> It's definitely something that I, I wasn't expecting. And it's also, like, something, too, that... Uh, I mean, like, even though that I'm excited to go see uh, everyone's show. Uh, I mean, like, those types of live streams give such a, like... Uh, kind of, like, piercing the veil of their kind of, like, personality. And that's, like, why I originally started to enjoy Dungeon Synth, because the artists were so approachable. Uh, and you sort of kind of, like, got... Uh, kind of like a look behind kind of like everything so I mean because they they would send you cassettes and they would send you like notes and things like that so it was definitely cool to see um, now I know that like everyone's performances at uh, this this year's is not going to be so elaborate but I, I definitely like am looking forward to just like seeing like what everyone brings uh, for this year yeah uh, I'm very excited to see what's what's going to happen with all the sets this year i know it's going to be great because i you know a lot of these musicians i've already seen i've i've known for years and and you know what 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 the theatrics are going to you know the theatrics of course might be missed but it's not going to hide the musical immersion that a lot of these artists are able to consistently bring with their work so it's going to be very interesting to see for sure, and also some. Again, I'm I'm super excited for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, and and overall, like the 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 community for Dungeon Synth has, you know, even with its ups and downs, even with all the, you know, the the many deaths of Dungeon Synth, the fighting. We're at eight not, right now. Yeah. yeah, we're we're at eight. <laughs> uh, it's it's a very familial community. It, every, everyone kind of knows each other and it's it, it's so welcoming to be in a music community in a music scene where even though we're all kind of apart from each other in 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 the you know in the physical sense i guess we all still are able to come together for this and and again like i said it's 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 a it's a family it's a very weird very strange, eclectic, big family of 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 niche weirdo electronic ambient musicians. Like that's honestly, that's great. <laughs> I love being a part of this family. 
And also, like, to go off of what you're saying, too, and I think that even, like, it's different than it was in the 2010s. Uh, yeah, in, in 2010s, because when it was there, it was, like, like on the Facebook uh, page, there was, like, maybe, like, a thousand people, like, at the time. My, my numbers may be wrong, but, like, it was, like, a thousand people always talking at once. And, like, you had, like, forums that had, like, 30 people always talking. So it was, like, a very small family. And you get sort of kind of like that, that like there's like kind of like growing pains because people get tired of each other. But it's much bigger now, and I feel that like it is very much, uh, very much welcoming, uh, very much kind of like progressive in its um, attitudes um, and sort of kind of like outlooks on things. And again, like you said, like it's like a family, um, but like everyone doesn't like everyone doesn't hang out with each other all the time. Like even you said, like you're you're not really like connected to the online community, and I, and I was thinking, I'm like, I don't think that there is like just one place where everyone congregates. Like there's like some discords, there's the Reddit, there's the Facebook, uh, but like all of them are kind of like very different. Like as opposed to like 2000, like like the 2010s, there wasn't one place that you always went to. Like which mm-hmm. was the which was the forums and uh, there was also the Facebook page. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like and now there's just so many places that people can just hang out. But you don't really have to like be in a dungeon synth community to enjoy it. I mean, most of the people that I know get their stuff from me. That I just send it to them and I'm like, here. Like I have on like one of my discords. I have like an entire channel devoted to my stuff that I find that like people like kind of like listen to and everything. So you don't have to like be 100 percent fed into this kind of like community all the time to enjoy it so i'm definitely like interested at northeast dungeon siege to see who's coming there like i know that the the musicians are coming there like and i know that the labels are coming there too i'm 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 very interested to see who the fans are so no same same here like i'm very interested to see like like this again like these are sold out shows and i'm very like interested like i wonder who's like really coming out here to like support the community and seeing because like you're right it like the the online community has evolved from you know back then it was just like the face like a couple of facebook groups and like the dungeon synth pro board and that was kind of it and then uh, and let me stop you there it was it was competing facebook groups because one was upset at the other, and one of them was the true Dungeon Synth uh, page. I, and, and the other one was the truer, truer Dungeon Synth page. And I was admin to many one of them, and I saw uh, a whole bunch of grown adults acting like children. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to get into Dungeon Synth discourse. I don't even yeah, yeah. I, like, like, I don't like if we if we start getting like really into it about like Dungeon Synth versus Dungeon Synth cult, cult. and like the wars, the wars between the the uh, the Facebook admins and all that shit. Okay, oh, I dude! Am, like I am we, so like because uh, 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 you're going to be at uh, uh, North Intelligence. So when we meet up in in real life, we can talk about that because I oh I we don't can like going over that. yeah like I usually don't like going over that because I'm like because I usually have to like take like a big breath. I'm like there was a time where like this happened and it was super stressful and stupid. So but again, that's why I'm so happy to be out of it. I just I'm just ignore facebook i just go on twitter i say a couple of silly stupid things and then people get into dungeon synth after i say stupid silly things we're just <laughs> dungeon synth. so hey i'm doing my part <laughs> <laughs> also because it is march 21st 
this is the fourth time we gotta reiterate this date is March twenty first. We we have to talk about kind of outside of Dungeon Synth for a second. Yep. And this is something that John also DM'd me real quick. It is the thirty fifth and it is the thirty fifth anniversary of one of the greatest albums of all time, "A Little Man in a House in a Whole World Window" by Cardiacs. So, John, you want to talk about that? <laughs> oh my God! I mean, what 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 can I say about that album? I mean, Cardiacs. First off, Rip Tim, of course, like just absolute genius. Both rest in peace to both Tims, Tim Key and Tim Smith. Oh, Tim, uh, Tim Key, Key did just pass away. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Tim Key passed away recently, so rest in peace to him as well. So both Tims, uh, the leaders of the Starry Skies. But yeah, uh, continue. But I mean, gosh, I mean. How do you even describe Cardiacs? It's it's like the most joyous music I've ever heard. It's uh it's 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 adventuring into Tim Smith's brain and hearing like the rainbow and seeing the end of the rainbow. And it's just this this glorious weird rock pop music, psychedelic. I don't even I know Tim called it psychedelic pop. I don't know what it is. You know? Like man, how would you describe Cardiacs? Uh I I, I refuse to describe it. I just say that it's just really fun. I, I guess psychedelic music. It's it's just really fun, jumpy, eclectic, um, eccentric rock music. I I don't wanna I don't wanna be like those like Cardiacs fans where it's like oh well it's uh, prog rock and punk rock. It's prog or whatever the fuck that's, <laughs> that is. It's like I, I that sounds that sounds disgusting. I don't want to say prog. <laughs> No, Cardiacs is Cardiacs. That's the best way yeah. I can describe it. If I, if I have to really define them, it's they're Cardiacs. I can't. I I I don't know. What what are what, one of my closest friends? I showed them Cardiacs, and they were like, "Min, this is just British Oingo Boingo." And I don't know if that's <laughs> right, but whatever. Or if it's an insult, or if it's I don't know. True. <laughs> I I don't know if it's true or not, but whatever. Uh, no, that album is. I mean, Cardiacs are a very important band to me. John, uh, I mean, we—that's one of the bands that we kind of, kind of, kind of connected on when we first like yeah. started like talking together. Is that we we both found out that we're like massive Cardiacs fans. So it's like, oh hell yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, of course, Sing to God, On Land and the Sea, both amazing albums. But like, Little Man in the House in the Whole World Window is like to me, um, just a pop masterpiece it is so it is so fucking tight it is so intricate every goddamn minute is not wasted <laughs> it is it, it goes by super fucking quick and it feels like the the craziest roller coaster that you've ever been on it, it it's it, it's so amazing it's so and like I, I it's one of those albums that like i wish it can be like wiped from my memory so i can listen to it again for the first time and again it's just to repeat you it's it's so joyous that's what cardiacs was for anyways it was it was overtly it was overdosing on happiness um in some way shape or form but yeah uh little man house and whole window is a great album is is this the life is one of the catchiest songs that cardiacs ever wrote one of the poppiest too i'd say mm. um and then and and victory i, I want to do a dungeon synth cover of victory egg i think that can be dungeon synthified <laughs> Ooh, okay 
I, I did a, a, a kind of connecting back to the two. There was a Dungeon Synth Covers compilation. And I did a Dungeon Synth cover of a Sea Nymph song. Yes, um, I remember that. Yeah, so go go connecting Cardiacs to Dungeon Synth, baby. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> See, what, but yeah. what somebody needs to do is they need to take the RES line, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and just do a really oh. slow Dungeon Synth cover of that, just the RES <laughs> uh, keyboard line. Oh, man, that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Car- that, yeah. that was my you know first what? Cardiac song. Really? Yeah. RES? Damn. Yeah, my, my first Cardiac song was Dirty Boy, and it hasn't been the same since. Oh, no. <laughs> the first time I heard yeah. Dirty Boy, I was, I was wasted drunk with my friend yeah. Ben, who had co-hosted another episode of this. And he was like, this is why you like Cardiacs. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> nine minutes of gasping. Just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, this in this in this fifty minute podcast, we're talking about Dungeon Synth, but we're also heavily recommending Cardiacs. The it's Listen it's not Cardiacs. Dungeon it's not Dungeon Synth, but, but. <laughs> Listen, listen. <laughs> the best Dungeon Synth of all time. Some people may say the Cardiacs aren't Dungeon Synth. And they would be but. right. <laughs> no but the kind of clue people in is to this inside joke that we're we're referencing. Uh, not Dungeon Synth, but is a qualifier that people like to use when describing things that they want to be Dungeon Synth, but not necessarily are. Or just anything, and it's sort yeah. of kind of like it's it's a very easy uh, way of being like, okay, well, like I understand this, but I'm also going to kind of like mass this. Like I'm above. Uh, recommending kind of like the normal Dungeon Synth stuff. I'm going to recommend stuff that only like oh, only the elites know, like Cardiacs. Exactly. No, it, it's 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 really funny because like at first it was it had to be like its own Facebook group for a while. I don't know if you remember that, mm. but I remember it, that it, it became. Fun, yeah. It it be, it became so rampant in like the main groups on Facebook that it's like okay, we got to create a my uh, not Dungeon Synth, but like Facebook group, just so people can post dungeon synth adjacent stuff, and it's really hilarious to witness. And at first, it was kind of like, oh well, people posting about Enya or Dead Can Dance or like summoning or something along the lines of that. And it's like, okay, I can hear it. And then, and then shit got like weird. I I'd be that motherfucker that's like, yo, this isn't dungeon synth, but and I'd post touched by my bloody Valentine, the one like weird synth song off Loveless. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't dungeon synth, but <laughs> there's always like, there's always stuff that like I bookmark in my in my mind, like uh, uh David Bowie's Low album, uh, oh, like yeah. on the second We're side, <laughs> I get everything. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh. Like, I'll just bookmark that for, like, the eventual article. I'm like, this... Actually, you know what? I have the name for it. This isn't Dungeon... This is Dungeon Synth, but... And it's just dot, 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 and then it's the article. And it's just a whole <laughs> bunch of... It's a whole bunch of, like, the like the weird stuff that that I'm like, oh, well, there you go. I mean, uh, just, just, uh, just uh, today I was doing an article on, like, uh, 90s death metal albums or uh, demos. And... Each one of them that had like a synth intro, I'm like bookmarked in my mind. I will bring that up at a party to talk about to like everyone that will listen to me, which is usually nothing, which is usually none. No one will it's, listen to me. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just just for shits and giggles, I once made like a stupid Spotify playlist called the best of morbid angel. And it's just their dungeon synth stuff. 
just just to piss off everyone, it's like, yeah, here's here's all the keyboard synthesizer bullshit that Morbid Angel did. It's their best material. <laughs> I mean, I would listen to it. Oh. Uh, but oh my god, one of my friends also made patches that literally say not dungeon synth but on it. And it's like, okay, this is getting too far. This is going ridiculous. There's only a very select few that will understand what that joke. Patches? There, <laughs> there I mean, that's most of the stuff that I find hilarious. And again, like I'm I'm very like interested in like meeting people in real life that like I don't have to like because usually when people ask me, they're like, "Oh, well, like, what do you like write about? Like, what type of music do you listen to?" Uh, it's uh, like I usually just say like bedroom fantasy ambience. Uh, like, and if people like ask more, then I can like talk more. But to actually like say like everything that like Dungeon Synth is like, I'm not going to bore people. I usually assume that everyone is just bored with what I'm saying uh, about things. So like I'm I usually kind of like pre-plan. I'm like I don't want to be I I don't want to be that person at a party. Sometimes yeah, yeah. When people just ask me what you know what like I, I tell them that I'm a musician. It's like oh, what type of music do you make? And it's like I make ambient music. Yeah, ambient, yeah. <laughs> I make I make ambient music, and like they just kind of ignore after they ignore me after that. They don't listen. A couple people know like like coworkers like will like dig deep and it's like you make dungeon what now it's like so long story so then, yeah so uh this guy named mortis he leaves the black metal band emperor right he wears a goblin mask and he plays a keyboard it's like i don't like it's just this whole thing <laughs> i mean i was uh i was on a lunch date a couple days ago and i had just released a demo and she had found out about it somehow and she's like what is this i'm like oh <laughs> well Big breath. <gasps> All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you explain that to like someone who is completely outside of this realm? It's like, well, it's like like ambient music is a way of saying it. it was like I say keyboard music because people like. Yeah, I like to say like I like to use the qualifier of like like bedroom or like DIY stuff, and that's you that like people uh, release on tape and kind of like uh, pass it around to like other people because that. I think that that like makes it kind of like intriguing uh, to other people uh, that they're and it's I, I usually also like kind of like loop in like fantasy, even though that like not everything is fantasy based, but like a large majority of it is. So people will kind of like understand they're like, oh, it's like D&D music. And I'm like, sort like you're, you're you're closer. Like it's like it's it's oh, I mean, we're getting there. Um, so but I, I definitely have used. Dungeon synth and a lot of it um, to uh, as background for my like D and D campaigns. Uh, so like a lot of music has just been like playing kind of like in the background, and it definitely works out. Uh, and people are always like kind of like looking for um, breathing music or like kind of like uh, ambient, like kind of like instrumental. So it's very easy to recommend to people, and it takes very well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just say like. DIY fantasy ambient music or dark exactly ambient music. Yep. It's just like don't want to like overcomplicate things. If I just say dungeon synth, it just raises too many questions. Or like, like some people will like say it's like, oh, well, it's kind of like like video game music in a way. It's like, sure, Closer, why not? Yeah. In a way, yeah. <laughs> 
So on that, uh, not Justin, but uh, uh, Facebook page, uh, did, you, did you get like a lot of like Chrono Trigger and like Skyrim music? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It would, it, that would it. pop up so much. God. Now, I do have a question for you. Uh, and I, I specifically came on this podcast to ask you. So um, I do know that a lot of your music is, at least the song titles are based off of World of Warcraft music. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. That is correct, because I cross-referenced a lot of them. Yeah, so, yes. Um, do you, and my question is, do you currently play World of Warcraft? Oh, no. You want me to give money to Blizzard? Oh, no. God. Yeah, I was gonna... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> not, so, no. There goes my second, third, and fourth question. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, have not, I have not played in, like, two or two to three years at this yep. point. I played World of Warcraft a lot. Uh, from classic all the way up to Wrath of the Lich King, uh, stopped at Cataclysm, came back for Mist of Pandaria, stopped at Warlords of Draenor, came back for Legion, played a little bit of Battle of Azeroth, and then I was like, this, this, this is kind of shitty, and so I stopped playing after that. Um, you still use, uh, like, I mean, even Winter Spring has like some uh, because like each time that like I look up uh, a word that I don't know. It usually goes to Wallapedia, and I'm like, oh, like that's <laughs> like like that's like interesting. Um, but it also I assume that it was also probably like just sort of kind of like a a place of like comfort where you sort of kind of like draw inspiration from, or you sort of kind of like throw back to. Um, it's kind of like like is it like a very uh, easy kind of like naming sequence when you're looking for songs? It is. It's. I have a love and hate relationship with Warcraft. Of course, I you know I like I said I've I've stopped and played here and there. I have my issues with Blizzard, but I'm not going to deny that you know for those that that specific time within like the mid to late 2000s when I was like when I was a kid, and also going back to Warcraft three, you know, when I was a little kid playing in you know, Reign of Chaos and the Frozen Throne and like the early like Dota mods, I was. Like, th a lot of that iconography and imagery is so, like, instilled into me in my youth. And and I love kind of bringing it to the music that I make as a way uh, to escape myself into... And, I mean, nostalgia is a cheap drug, I understand, but it's, it's, it's a drug that I like going back to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's comfort. It is very comforting. I wouldn't say that my music is comfy synth, but it's it's it, you heard it, it, it. March it makes, 21st. <laughs> Ross is March, comfy synth. March, <laughs> get me out of here. God damn it. Fuck. Now. Um uh, so I'm glad that you sort of kind of like have all the kind of like not first of all that that question would have gone way worse if you're just like no I never played I just like this <laughs> so I'm glad like and it's and it's very and it actually um it makes me it like it reminds me of the things that I love about the genre because I mean you have you have like people uh, that like kind of like draw inspiration from things that make them kind of like feel good and that could be like Lord of the Rings that could be, I mean, like Evergreen does, uh, Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, yeah. There's like Dune, there's like things. And like, I always like finding uh, people that uh, kind of like look to media and just draw inspiration from. Uh, and that could just be an, like a complete um, uh, tribute to the music of Skyrim 
or it could be like other things. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't call your music uh, like well synth, um, even though that I believe that you used. Oh, I am going to mispronounce this. Is there uh, uh, Azeroth the end uh, synth? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I came up with a random moniker, uh, true true Azerothian dungeon. Azerothian, that's right. That's right. <laughs> now I know nothing about uh, well, but I do play Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, so uh, we're sort of kind of like uh, maybe not on the same page, but like maybe like opposite sides of the book. Um, a lot of like my knowledge of WoW comes from watching the drama unfold on uh, streams uh, and things like that. So I've never played it, but I know the entire history of it. And oh, God. many people's uh, 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 strong opinions on it. I, I used to be such a huge lore nerd, history nerd, when it came to a lot of the early history of, uh, I mean, when it came to like Warcraft era stuff. Um Warcraft era stuff. What the fuck did I mean by that? I oh yeah, by like, <laughs> but usually That's just Warcraft, War, Warcraft three, and and like early World of Warcraft lore. Um, I've always been fascinated by, uh, especially the lore kind of before Burning Crusade. After that, it gets like a little bit weird, and I go back to WoW, kind of like sneak my head in every once in a while to see what the hell's going on, and I'm like. Wait, no, they're in the afterlife? Wait, why is Sylvanas talking to Arthas? And Arthas... Wait, no, and now Anduin is is the Lich King? Like, it's it, it gets, like, really confusing for me at times, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This, this isn't what I'm used to. <laughs> so, there's a lot of story and lore stuff that I, I don't think I... Uh, really understand or really plan not plan to understand because I, I i just get infuriated if i try to understand it <laughs> so i i just go back to to what i end up knowing with kind of like the the visual sense of 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 the actual world of warcraft and azeroth as a whole and also the the older storylines that were that were done before the the actual game of world of warcraft yeah I, I think I played around the same time period as you, like mostly like from 2006, 2010, mm -hmm. way too fucking much. Um, yeah. And I think like the the early, like the very first <clears throat> Azeroth content, it was like the most interesting to me still, like in terms of like aesthetic and like how the, how the realms connect together and everything else that felt, take, felt like they just kind of bolted together a bunch of different, like, you know, uh, what's the word? Terrain types to make things look like different fucking regions. I don't know. Um, I went back and tried playing it again with my wife recently. And I was just like, this does not feel the same as it did when I was like in high school, avoiding homework, running around like you know, uh, fuck, like Terran Mills or whatever the Barons with my little Taran warrior and shit. Well, times. and I think yeah. that, and again, I don't know about the actual game, but from what I uh, know, at least a, like kind of a little bit of it, it is a very different game from what you play. Like even like kind of like classic now has kind of like different things about it. Yeah. Um, you're also a different person as well, too, um, than you were kind of like in high school. I mean, maybe you are. I mean, I just met you kind of like right now, so I'm not going to be presumptuous <laughs> or, 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 or anything. Um, but like, I, I always do find it funny, uh, that, uh, sort of kind of like when it came out, when you guys were playing this, I wanted to play it. And then my girlfriend at the time was, she's like, no you will get way too into it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I won't play it. So and many, many, many years later, 
I I'm like, I'll try this. And I played it for like 15 minutes. So I am glad that you guys are here to tell me everything that I missed. It yeah. it was it was addictive in its prime. And I tried I'm in the same boat where I try to go back to playing WoW and it the feeling is not there. I tried uh World of Warcraft vanilla when they rebooted the vanilla servers, and it's like I got to level eleven on like my undead warlock like i'm i'm in teldrassil i mean not teldrassil i'm sorry Blech. the undercity i'm so loopy <laughs> I, i'm in the i'm in the undercity and it's just like it's not the same it's just not the same like i, I that that feeling's kind of lost in in you like you can't you can't recreate those moments those don't moments tell me that don't tell me that i'm gonna i'm gonna recreate my high school <laughs> i'm gonna recreate my glory years <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bring no. my ultimate online and get my fix. Mm. <laughs> no, but I I do find and like that's why I enjoy listening to kind of like everyone. Like I think that I enjoy any any time that someone's having fun and kind of like recalling uh, something that kind of like makes them happy. I get I like I like parallel uh, enjoy things with them. Like and I always like listening to people, even if like I'm not into it. Like. I enjoy listening to people talk about things that they enjoy. So, because there's just like such passion kind of like in their voice, even if it's like something that they're like, well, I don't play anymore. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, like it's, it's definitely interesting to hear about it. And it's definitely interesting that people make music about it as well too. I can, I can like kind of like uh, experience that through another person. Yeah. When, when I first started Vela Straws, there really wasn't a lot of, you know, Warcraft representation, and um, I, initially my project wasn't even like Warcraft Dungeon Synth, it was just supposed to be Dungeon Synth, because I based a lot of it off of what Lord Leviticus was doing, because Lord Leviticus named his project after an Elder Scrolls NPC, and just made whatever Dungeon Synth that they ended up making, um, so I was like, I'll just do that, I'll just take like a random Warcraft NPC and just do that, and then it just ended up evolving into Warcraft Synth. So, so actually, to be honest, when just today, like I was looking up uh, Plague Lands, because I was going to ask you like, oh, what are the Plague Lands? I, I'm i so glad that I didn't ask you that, because like I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's Worldcraft. Like, it's Worldcraft <laughs> stuff. I would have looked like a fool if I asked this. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just names uh, borrowed from Warcraft. It's like, hey, here's a but, bunch of songs that I kind of, kind of put in the world right there that's what i enjoy too because i mean like it could just be plague lands like it could yeah. just be like something else like i mean like it has sort of kind of like this meaning for you and like to like people that like play like they probably kind of like like kind of like uh know the reference but i mean like even people that listen to fog weaver stuff uh i mean like not i mean like there are people that know ursula k leguin's uh stuff and there's other people that just kind of like enjoy it and that's what's yeah. kind of like so great about it that it can have like different meanings for kind of like different people yeah i also want to give a quick shout out now that you mentioned plaguelands uh but cap you're like literally the first like person that like actually like wrote wrote about me in dungeon synth back in like 2017. So I, I actually I actually have that up kind of like right now too. Yes, I, I, this, <laughs> I this is the reason that I'm on the podcast. This is actually the first death of Dungeon Synth when I started writing and uh, writing on Bandcamps uh, and everything. Uh, so yes, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's like af after all these years, I finally get to talk to you and I get to thank you for like putting my name out there. So thank uh, you, honestly. I, I also own this as well too, so I may uh, I don't know if I was the first person to buy the Plague Lands, but. 
uh, I will have to track down the other people so I can be the first. <laughs> I just have to take them out. <laughs> the first and only person to ever buy my album. No one else is allowed to buy it. <laughs> now, now, that album was released on, or re-released on Gondolin. Uh, yeah. Is that correct? Yes. And then also Return to the Playgrounds. It was a compilation that was uh, released. Is that right? That's correct. I released Return of the Plaguelands uh, twenty in 2018. I did a bunch of random-ass albums between the first and second Plaguelands albums, which had a lot of random mixed reception. But when I released Return of the Plaguelands, it was kind of like my first foray into, like, like straight-up doing kind of like old-school, traditional-sounding dungeon synth. And people liked it, and it ended up being, like, the first... One of the first things that... Uh, that Danny from Gondolin put out on Gondolin Records uh, was was that alongside the first uh, Plaguelands album, and uh, and I'm again grateful that he wanted to like work with me and release this music, you know, more out and about, and it, it ended up kind of like helping me in the long run of like, oh, okay, so this is what people like. Fuck it, sure, yeah, I'll just keep on doing this and building and building what you know my sound and trying to find my my foot in dungeon synth even you know getting into it like two years in at that point now i will say that if the plague lands had uh a cover that wasn't just that uh sort of kind of like like black and white sketch of kind of like a castle and it had like your character from world of warcraft I don't know. Like, I probably still would have still like bought uh, bought it, but it was definitely like that. Like, it was it was the, it was because it was like detached from kind of like anything. It was just, just kind of like this like general kind of like fog of fantasy arts that I was like initially drawn to. I feel like a dick because I, I found out like not too long ago that there was like a black metal uh, EP demo that used that same exact uh, screenshot of that castle, and I had no fucking idea. Oh, it's okay. Everyone. Uh, has been copying Gustav Dore for years. Oh, so, God. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the hardest working artist, uh, and probably, like, and, like, I, I, I wonder whether or not Dore would, uh, like, appreciate, like, all of, like, his artwork being used on black metal covers. Probably. Like, I mean, like, he was kind of, like, an illustrator uh, and everything, but each time, like, I, I, I see it, like, I, I can, like, I make a mental book, uh, a, a mental bookmark I'm going to write about like all of, all of the bands that have used uh, uh, his artwork before. Oh, good luck, Cap! <laughs> Jesus, yeah, man, that's, <laughs> that's that God. <laughs> I do appreciate. I mean, I do appreciate Dungeon Synth and their covers because you can literally just do anything. Like Bandcamp has just it, it is the wild west of things. Like it's only until like like after like after like your fourth or fifth cassette when you're like on like like maybe like kind of like an established label that you have to start thinking about art like before it's just like any unsized art will just go just yeah. like just like ship it out yeah and i look i'm also guilty of of using gustav dore he's he I, look if you're like oh, he'd be he, he'd, he'd be the most like he'd be the most commissioned like artist commissioned. In the <laughs> god oh my yeah <laughs> What's that? What's that? A uh, one meme of like traveling back in time and showing a Victorian child, like whatever. 
Like going back in time and showing Gustav Dor all the black metal albums that he's like inspired, and then like seeing him like die and like like worth all, all over the ground and melt. The second death of Dor. <laughs> we're on the eighth. We're on the eighth death of Dungeon Synth, and the second death of Gustav Dor. Oh my god! <laughs> you are responsible for so many deaths. My my kill counts is going up today, baby. <laughs> oh man. Well, shit. Uh, we've been talking for quite a while. This is great, but um, mm-hmm. I figured we'd wind it down. And I want to see Min. Uh, do you have any any new Valestras coming up? I am currently working on a split with uh, my my dear partner in crime, uh, Morserta, Kaylee Beals. Um, she does stuff as ghostwriter uh, for like singer songwriter stuff, but her dungeon synth material, which I've always been a huge fan of, um, ever since she started releasing music back in like 2019, Ever Turning Wheel, The Wheel Dismantled. She she's put out stuff on Folkvanger. Um, so uh, right now, that's the current thing that I'm working on is a split with her. Um, besides that, slowly working on the next Vela Straws album ever so slowly, and then also working on a second album for my other project with, uh, with uh, Kaylee Morserta, Blood Hunters, which was like this like weird, like, the first EP was this radio play dungeon synth combo where we did like spoken word interludes of us as like these monster hunters. And then we'd put like a dungeon synth song <laughs> otherwise. And, and now it's just like, we're just making folk songs. We're we we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna take out the whole gimmick because we just like the name Bloodhunters a lot. <laughs> uh, but, cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing now, um, and that's what I'm doing right now is uh, just have having that kind of slowly in the works. I'm not I'm not how I used to be with my albums where I would like release like five Velastraz albums per year and then just like fuck off. I. I try and take my time with stuff now <laughs> to make sure everything is like in the right order. I don't want to rush things anymore, and for the most part, it's been beneficial. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> this, uh, this also, next album, that's that's album number what, like twenty five? Oh God, twenty four. Okay. 24 yeah jesus christ <laughs> 20, I, i'm not i'm not as prolific as like a, like some other dungeon synth artists you know but like I, i'm i'm try, trying to keep count now and it's like oh yeah i'm releasing album number 24 oh god <laughs> which is minuscule for other dungeon synth artists <laughs> still very cool that's that's an accomplishment yeah but uh, yeah, that it's that's that for me, honestly. So besides that, a few live shows. I again, I don't know when this episode's gonna come out, but I have Dungeon Siege, you know, playing that in ten days. I have a show, uh, playing with Fog Lord, uh, on uh, April eighth in Richmond, and then uh, in Baltimore on April eighteenth, I'm playing with Midwife. So that's cool. that's gonna so that's gonna be very fun. The the Dungeon Synth. Flenser connection, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's that with me. No- nothing too crazy right now. Well, uh, Min, we we really appreciate having you on the podcast. This was really fun. And uh, Cap, 
Uh, thank you for joining us today. This was, this was really thank wonderful you. being able thank to you. finally talk with you. I know, I know. Same. I was super nervous about everything, and I'm so glad that it was the worst time I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this, everyone... this was what this is the worst episode ever. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we had to talk about well. Yeah, we had to talk about Warcraft for ten minutes <laughs> and Facebook groups. <laughs> oh, the only redeeming part was that we talked about cardiacs for five minutes. Just <laughs> that's it. Yeah, there's a wide range of cringe here, but no, honestly, it was great. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, you've been listening to the Invisible Oranges podcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to Screaming Bloody Oranges, the Invisible Oranges podcast, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and other streaming services. We'll make a post on our website at www.invisibleoranges.com to accompany the release of each episode. Visit us anytime for more in-depth heavy metal coverage that goes a step above and beyond.